Welcome to the Adversity Psychologist podcast, a podcast incorporating narratives about facing and navigating adversity, a mixture of people, their experiences and professional psychological discussion. I'm Dr. Tara Quintarillo. I'm a qualified and regulated psychologist with over 20 years experience of mental health, disability and human behaviour. I want to share people's stories of navigating adversity in the hope that through being heard, a dose of compassion and some understanding, we can help others in the face of adversity too. Hi and welcome to the Adversity Psychologist podcast. Um, I'm Dr. Tara Quintarillo and today I'm really excited about this episode because we've been planning it for a while. I have with me um, Amy Rose and Dr. Emma Cottrell and I'm going to let them introduce themselves and tell them, tell the story, a little bit about themselves. Who would like to go first? Should we go with you, Amy? Hey, yeah, of course. Um, so I am Amy. I um, work in PR and I have a an eight-year-old son. Um, I'm a single mother. Uh, I became a single mother quite suddenly in 2018. Um, not out of, like not out of choice on my on my part. So um, I had quite a lot of issues to deal with. Um, and yeah, that's me. <laughs> And Emma, you've been on before, so series one, what episode was I have to look at my notes? Episode four, series one, we've had Emma on before. <laughs> Hi, so I'm Dr. Emma Cottrell, um, so I'm a clinical psychologist um, and I work in private practice, um, my practice in power psychology, um, working with people with mental health issues or life and relationship challenges um, and I'm also a, a solo parent and um, a mum to two boys and I've worked with Amy on on our book, um, Surviving Solo Motherhood, which talks about all the challenges um, of of solo parenting, which we know exist for for particularly obviously focusing on on single mothers and and what that experience is like. Do you know what I was really excited about having this is not just because I know Emma professionally from our backgrounds, but this book, particularly for me, I think it's kind of laying a lot on the line, if that's all right to say, really kind of talking about one of the things you both said in here is kind of feeling all the feels, <laughs> you know, going through that there might be times when you can experience joy again, but there may be a myriad of other things that you go through. You talk about guilt, don't you? You talk about sadness and anxiety, stress. Um, is that for me, I was just wondering, obviously with your backgrounds, but what was it that made you think we need to have this all in one place, that we need to have a book? Where did the brainchild for that come from? Um so I've well I've always like loved writing um I've always wanted to you know write a book eventually um and I'm really passionate about mental health support because even before having my child I struggled with anxiety and depression right Um, and that only got worse when I you know became a mother and then when I became a single mother um so I kind of just well soon after my me and my ex broke up I kind of started writing a little diary just as, you know, to help myself like get through yes. it. Like, um, so when my son was asleep, I'd be like writing down things, you know, things that were good that day, things that were bad, um, just as a sort of, you know, to help me get through it. Um, and then I was contacted during lockdown um, by a, by someone that had followed me on Instagram and she was the um, editor, like a book editor, and she had this idea for a book because she knew that I was now a single mum and asked if I'd be interested in writing it um, and working with a doctor on it. 
And here we are. So is it all right to ask Emma, what was the thinking about bringing you on board? Because I guess people will be thinking about what was it that you wanted to bring book as well? Yeah, so I I came on board. Um, so I think Amy had started her writing, um, and and equally I I love the work that I do with my clients and um, the work I do in my clinic. But um, I also love writing, and um, and so I I wrote um, a book about depression during lockdown and about how to support people with depression, and um, and then at the sort of time it, it it worked out that Amy's book was. Um, was was being developed and we wanted to bring uh, a psychologist on board to be able to talk about the challenges because we're particularly focusing on mental health and and how becoming a solo parent affects your mental health and and how you can support yourself through that um and for me as say both professionally and personally that's something that's obviously quite close to my heart so um I was really happy to come on board and and provide that input into the book. So as you say, you know, from, from going through it, you know, what I was looking at is all the reviews of your book. I was doing a bit of homework over the weekend as well. And there's so many, you could do a whole podcast, couldn't you, just what people have said about it. Um, and I don't know whether you guys have kind of been following heavy what people have said, but there's just so much there about people resonating with, you know, that feeling heard, that's me, that's my story, this is how I feel. But also um, there's quite a few people talking about permission, that it's all right to talk about this is an all right to have good days bad days um and one of the things that I really liked about the kind of focus of the book is trying to be stronger and present for your child which I really love you know what's the kind of thing that you want to get out what messages do you want to get across so there is a lot about mental health but we're going to focus about me a little bit more today on the challenges of solo motherhood um because I'm guessing a lot of people listening now may not have read the book so people might be directed to our podcast because they already have but we want to then direct people back to it don't we that maybe haven't read it or have only seen reviews of it um is how can we begin this conversation then so in this podcast today how can we get across what the challenges are of solo motherhood Amy do you want to start us off for you what do you think are the main challenges (laughs) that is a good question um so if if I go uh, personally, so my main challenges were um, feeling anxious, um, being suddenly becoming a single mother meant I was like the only adult in the household. And I just felt so nervous about being like just this one person, like one adult and a small child, like how am I meant to look after him? <laughs> and like, what if, what if anything happens? It's just me here. Like, what if, you know, I pass out and there's just no one else here? Like, what if I have an accident and it's just him and me here? Like, I would always think about all these different, like, what ifs, um, which was my anxiety. Another challenge was, like, I felt a bit, like, ashamed of being a single mum. Like, people would, yeah, I don't know, I felt a bit like I should have made it work. I should have been able to, you know, give my son the perfect, you know, two parents. Yeah. Yeah. two and a half children or whatever it is, you know, the the perfect family. Um, but I couldn't. And, you know, he was quite upset that, you know, his dad never no longer lived here. Um, so, you know, I felt shame there. Um, I was also like grieving that relationship because it didn't end on my terms. Yes. Yeah. I had a plan set out in my head of what my life was going to look like. And all of a sudden it was not going to be like that. And I had no idea what it was going to be like. Um, so yeah, those are I think those are my main my main challenges. Um, I know a lot of other people will find like depression um, one of the big challenges. I was quite lucky that it wasn't that didn't take over my life as much as the anxiety did. 
guilty as well. A lot of people feel guilty. There's a lot of um so each each chapter in our book is actually um a challenge basically. So we've got a chapter about shame, a chapter about anxiety, a chapter about grieving, a chapter we've got some nice chapters as well about joy and you know love, <laughs> the positive things that happen. But um yeah, those those are like my main challenges. But you know what's really interesting when you were talking about all of the things that you were worried about in those early days, particularly that were quite dominating, is they're all really normal, natural things that anybody would worry about. So I'm wondering whether we can come on to that with Emma maybe in a minute, whether there's anything there around trying to normalise those feelings and understanding that anxiety cycle. Um, because a lot of those things aren't just true for solo parenting, are they? That, you know, those are very natural, normal fears that many of us might have. Um, but also, again, I'm really struck with your story and maybe there's some bits I'll, you know, come back to it, um, later on is just the, the grief element. Because I'm wondering whether most people won't realise that that might be part of a journey for some people that you know if a relationship hasn't ended by mutual decision that you know how you work through those things when you're still having to parent and I'm thinking as well about you know when we're looking at the depression as well if the pressure that might be on someone financially as well there's so many things Emma's right we could do a whole podcast just can't be on on, on the challenges and as a psychologist Emma what do you think about the kind of anxiety element of especially in those early days around very normal things and and very fear-based as well by the sounds of it yeah well I think you know as Amy's saying there can be anxiety um, as you become a single parent about so many things as you mentioned like whether it's financial whether it's what's going to happen to you what's what what happens if something goes wrong with your health what happens if um uh you know that as Amy said there can be so many what ifs and so many anxieties and of course you know you're absolutely right anxiety of course anxiety generally can affect all of us in all sorts of different situations in all sorts of different ways um I think obviously what we're talking about when we're thinking about being a single parent is that that sense of being like you're the one you're the one now you have to somehow make sure you're you have the money and you have your house and you have all the roof over your head or you have um everything you can do to look after your child and um and you're the only one that can do that and what happens if you're not there or you can't do that for some reason um so of course that can elevate your anxiety in in huge ways and that's specific to that experience of course anxiety can show up for all people in all parts of life um for other reasons and other issues um but certainly the anxiety um can be huge um in those areas and 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 equally like Amy's saying all the these other emotions I mean the the grief I mean the grief of you know the grief of your relationship breaking down and um and what that feels and and that can be I think it's important to say that can be even if you 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 made a mutual decision to end your relationship or you um or you were the one that made that choice, that it, the grief can still be there. And maybe it might not always be the grief actually about the relationship itself, but it might be the grief about the family you thought you were going to have or the family you wanted for your child or your children or um, uh, the changes, kind of the grief around the changes in your social life and how everything is different then because now you're a single parent and, and that can look different. So there can be so many ways that these different emotions can affect people Um and equally, we know, you know, other issues around um, uh, anger, for example, that can be huge for people um, in all sorts of different ways. And that can also be, be quite problematic. Um, so there's there's just lots of emotions. And obviously, all these emotions that we're saying are, are normal emotions that people experience in all sorts of different areas of their life. Um, but we just know, particularly in solo parenting and, and single parenting and single motherhood, that this is these emotions can particularly take hold in 
in different ways. Um, and it'd be different for everyone. Everybody's single parent journey, single mother journey is different. Um, and the emotions they experience is different. But um, but I think what we've tried to capture in, in the book and what we, we know from our experiences is that um, that these these emotions and shame, like Amy mentioned, these are all really common emotions that people experience during this journey. You know, the thing that's really struck me as well is that when I was reading about, you know, the kind of what is it that people can get from this book is hopefully that you can help yourself to be stronger and to be more present for your child. Um, but I'm really struck about the journey itself, that actually how you get that balance of having that time for you, you know, having support with something like anxiety or depression, but also that time to kind of work through all of those feelings. As you say, I love, really love that expression of feeling all the feelings because quite often a lot of us try and push things away or push it down, try and ignore it. Um, is it all right to ask you the name? You know, how in your journey, because I think one of the lovely things about this podcast is that people have been so brave in sharing their personal narratives and that's what can really help people. How did you find were you able to get that balance of having that time for you to work through what you needed versus obviously the demands of parenting and financial demands all the other things that go along with being a parent yeah um I think it's uh, it's a that's quite a hard question to answer because it's like I don't feel like I don't know I feel like I'll always be going through this yeah like in a way I mean I'm at a much better place now it's you know five years on since um I became a single mum um, and I've worked through, you know, I with anxiety. I did, you know, I've had counselling. Um, okay, I've worked on, um, you know, I've worked on myself. With that, some of the activities that we we go through in the book. Um, yes, I've yep. done a lot of things in there to to make me um, feel like more okay with everything. <laughs> um, but I have, you know, I've I have come out of it, um, and I think it doesn't, you know, with the book, you don't have to, um, you know dedicate a whole week to reading the whole book get it get through everything you know or oh, I must take part in this anxiety activity I must take part in this joyful activity um it's kind of like you know maybe one day you're feeling really angry and you just don't know how to cope with that anger reading jumping to the the rage chapter that's a good idea because you can then go through read about other people's experiences with feeling the anger um yeah. And then also take part in some of the activities that Emma has put together. Um, and I think that, that that really helps. So it's not like you have to give yourself, you know, directly to this book. You must do it all and then you'll feel better. Um, yes. It's like yep. picking parts as and when you need them. Because you can't, you know, you can't work on everything all at once. It's not like some magic, a magic switch that's going to suddenly turn your life around. Um, yeah. I think that's a really important message, don't you? That, you know, this isn't something, it's a tick box exercise that, you mm-hmm. know, when I've worked through all these things, everything will be okay. This kind of ongoing journey. And I guess yeah. when we're thinking about grief, I've talked a lot about grief off the back of the pandemic and kind of redefining for a lot of people, grief is associated with loss through death, whereas actually grief can be associated with any transition and loss. And sometimes that loss might not be something that's gone. It may be something we wanted to have or expectations, things we, you know, were planning for ourselves. And that's something that's really struck me in our conversation so far so in terms of perhaps just helping people redefine a little bit about grief and bringing that in so is it right to ask you Emma in terms of like your contribution in terms of grief how does the book kind of talk about grief how does it introduce the reader to that concept in terms of a relationship ending yeah well I think you know as as I say that it's talking about the idea that there's all different 
ways that grief can affect you after a relationship ends. And a bit like Amy said, and as we know with grief, again, it affects people in all different uh, areas of life is that um, it's a journey. And, you know, at the beginning of becoming a solo mother, a solo parent, you might have certain grief feelings at that point um, about perhaps, as I say, about either relationship ending, but it can also maybe be less about that and more about the, the 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 loss of the family the or the loss of the family you had anticipated or en, or envisioned in your mind um or what you see your children grieving for um or what you grieve for for them that they that they might not have now so there's a lot of loss there's a huge amount of loss and and just as we can experience you know we can understand grief and loss through when we we understand what people go through when they lose a a special person in their lives that it's very similar you can go through um different experiences of that loss that grief journey um so in the book we talk about that we talk about the 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 different kind of models that we have psychologically for understanding grief and loss um and then we look at what we can do ultimately to take care of ourselves as we go through that journey because it will be a journey and you you we have to go through it there's no kind of way around it um and it's about how do we look after ourselves knowing as you say that we have to we have to feel the feelings and we have to understand it's okay to grieve and it's okay even if you're the person that left or even if the things you did perhaps contributed to that relationship breaking down or any of the things that you might be experiencing or feeling in that in that journey you can still grieve and you you can still feel all those feelings um that come with that and and so being able to look after yourself be kind to yourself um I mean like you say the the challenge with that is in as you were asking Amy, the challenge is that is that when you, how do you do that? How do you look after yourself when you've got you're now the person who's managing your children and and all the other things, and you're responsible for all of that? How do you find that time? And and I think as we know, I think as any mother, working mother, parent knows, it's incredibly difficult to find time for yourself anyway. Um, and then you become a single parent, and that becomes even even harder. Um, because either maybe you don't have any other childcare, or, um, or, or it, you know, when you aren't with your children, there's so many things you're now responsible for doing. You don't have a lot of free time for yourself. Um, so there's so many things that you're trying to figure out, and so trying to find that time for you is a challenge. And you're trying to, you know, you're experiencing all these different emotions. And, and I see it, say, I, I, I know this personally, I know this professionally, you can be experiencing all these difficult, big emotions. And at the same time, having to try to be a parent who's got it together for a child and trying to be, uh, yeah. a, 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 you know, a colleague or a family member or this, a friend, all the other things you're meant to be doing. And, and it's tough. It's a challenge. So trying to find small ways to look after yourself in that is really important. So it's that, it's the kind of, you know, what might that look like for people? Because I guess what's really useful is they're kind of explaining these concepts, isn't it? So for a lot of people, you might think we know what anxiety is or what depression is, what fear is even, but it's how does it show up and kind of what that formulation is for you. And um, I guess one of the things, Amy, is it all right to ask you when you were talking, and thank you so much, I really do appreciate that you're able to share your own personal journey, because I think that's what really resonates with people as well, that sometimes when people can read books about facts, but when you have that lived experience, which I think comes across in the, in the book so well, is, you know, when we're talking about kind of guilt and shame, 
is does that ever or did you find that that ever got in the way of you trying to look after yourself at times you know when you're trying to manage everything else if there was a bit of recognition of I need some time to work through my anxiety get some support with it or my grief does that kind of guilt ever get in the way because sometimes I see that with some of the patients that I work with you know I shouldn't do or I should be doing all these other things instead whether we're able to prioritize ourselves yeah definitely like um you know, if the house was a mess or something, I, I'd feel guilty because, like, oh, I've not had time to tidy up. I've not had time to do the hoovering. Um, and, like, obviously trying to work a full-time job and also then look after the child. It's like it doesn't – There's no, never feels like there's enough time to get everything done. Yeah. Um, so if, yeah. you know, for example, like, yesterday I had a nap in the afternoon. It was a Sunday. I had a nap. But – I felt guilty waking up to that because I was like, oh, I really should have, you know, put the clothes away. I'd done the washing, but I hadn't put the clothes away. <laughs> so I really should have done that instead of napping. But, you know, I needed a nap. <laughs> so I had to kind of be kind to myself and be like, well, actually, you know, you, you need to be able to rest as well. Yes, <laughs> it's okay. Absolutely. absolutely okay to rest. It doesn't matter about the washing. Um, kind of giving yourself permission. Yeah, but like so, even then, so like this is five years on, and even then, little things like that, I'm like, oh, I should have done this, I should have done that. I still feel guilty, but I'm getting better at kind of just giving giving myself a break and just not being so hard on myself. Um, yeah, that kind of recognizing when that inner critic can rock off and yeah. can be strong at times, can't it? Definitely, especially if you're like PMSing or something. It's like yes. That's <laughs> I am the worst point. person yeah. ever because I have not put the clothes away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's so many things that can influence someone's kind of formulation as we say in psychology and and I guess being able to understand those um and I guess the, the lovely thing is that kind of balance being obviously having some psychology and you know having that informed knowledge about how mental health conditions may present um but the thing I really loved as well is that you guys kind of went on lived experience as well so is it all right to ask where did you get that information from where did you source the information from from the book and those those um, narratives so I put out uh, feelers on Instagram. Um, right. There's a lot of single mums uh, following me on there. Um, yes. Also yes. like some Facebook groups and things like that. Um, and I would basically send uh, some mums a questionnaire and see if they'd be willing to have a chat with me on the phone. Um, yeah. And then I would, you know, just interview them basically. Um, we'd end up having a good chat and... Yeah, a lot of the people are anonymous because obviously there's some sensitive um, aspects in there. Um, But yeah, it was mainly through through social media, contacting people on there. Um, Yeah, people were really happy to share their story. I was going to ask that in terms of the response. Was it what you expected? Um, I didn't expect so many, to be honest. (laughs) Um, it It was really nice. It was lovely being able to have chats with so many different women. Um, about their experiences and um, it was quite therapeutic for me actually talking to these women because you know it didn't feel like a you know it didn't feel like an interview it felt like just a casual chat and just telling each other all about our lives Uh, probably oversharing way too much about my life but you know part of the process though you, you've second guessed one of my questions there in terms of like well, imagine you know what was that like then because sometimes we can actually find it quite beneficial sharing but also hearing other people's yeah. stories as well yeah definitely um yeah it was it was nice because like 
I had, you know, I have obviously spoken to people about um, becoming a single mum before, but never in a really like intimate situation like that. So yeah, having a proper yeah. conversation with someone about everything that's happened to them, everything that's happened to me. It's like a therapy, a therapy session. Yes. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. That kind of, did you, is it right to ask, obviously you, know, you can keep people anonymous, but did you find that the other way around? Did you get anybody commenting on whether they found it useful to share their experience and to be part of the book? Yeah, actually, yeah. There, there were a few that, um, like, thanked me and stuff afterwards. They, um, I won't say any, any names, but they, yeah. you know, they felt like are really good to, like, kind of talk about everything that's happened to them. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the same way I did as well. So that was really nice. Well, I'm just wondering, you know, those people that might be thinking, right, do I go and source this book? Is this for me? And I guess that's the kind of brainchild behind this podcast is that I think as human beings, we have so much in us that we can learn from about how we cope and kind of face anything adverse. Um, and although we can obviously add some, you know, some theory behind it from various professionals, I just think the core of it, it's so important to not kind of underskill what we already have as individuals. And perhaps I kind of take this layered approach, Emma, that kind of, you know, what have we got in built in ourselves and then how can perhaps theory and um, support strategies add to what we've already got um is it all right to ask were there any particular themes Emma? is there anything you noticed that came out from I'm not sure whether they just comes it just interviews qualitative was it in terms of what they've been through were you pulling out certain themes that led to the chapters that you decided to put in the book um I mean, I think in terms of the chapters that went in, obviously Amy had, when I came on board this project, Amy had already begun writing and already had ideas for the different chapters. Um, But for me, when I was reading through and then looking at how I can contribute, that they all make complete sense. And I think that's that's the... The yeah. thing that also then came through in the interviews that, that Amy did and the, the experiences that we put into the book um, was that this is what we know. This is the common themes that show up. And, you know, you mentioned at the beginning about normalising things. And I think that's what's important about saying these 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 experiences, the, you know, the experience of grief, the experience of anger, the experience of um, loss, I mean, of loneliness, which we, you know, we, we should touch on within those chapters about actually that experience of how lonely that can be to be a single parent. And yep. in so many ways, um, as I say, that your social life might change, that if you don't have that partner with you all the time, that it's it's such a different experience um, to be parenting on your own, to be a single mother on your own, that, um, you know, we know all these things, the shame, the guilt, the anxiety, the depression, that we know that they're all really common and that's what came through in the stories that the, the people, the women that Amy spoke to and the experiences she put in and, and our own experiences, we know that this is what people experience. And I think, you know, Tara, I know you and I know kind of in the work that we do that that when we understand these these um, these emotions, we know that they're emotions that every human can have and can go through. And, and whilst, you know, they can become something incredibly problematic in terms of that that really requires therapy intervention or um uh or for some people obviously they may explore medication but that um we know that actually on a on a day-to-day level it's also these are common emotions that we all experience and um and so there's there's no difference in this the single parenting journey and so those were the themes really what 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 we showed in the book is what we know 
people experience it. And obviously everybody's journey is different, so to different degrees. So Amy was talking about, obviously for her, anxiety was quite big. And for other people, it might be much more about the shame or much more about the anger. Or And again, there will be different times, different phases that the anger might be less at the beginning and then flash up in bigger moments elsewhere and, and so on. So you might go through all those different experiences in your in your journey. Um, and I think that it's just understanding that. And you, you know, you very kindly said about the reviews earlier about the book. And I think that was lovely to hear people could read through and see they could also recognize that too, because the themes are familiar for them as well, because this is what we know people experience. It's such a power, isn't there, I think, Amy, and being able to just resonate with something. You know, if I read a lived experience from someone and it's something that I think, ah, oh, yes, um, you know, there's a lot of kind of evidence, isn't there, about having compassion for others, but also turning that inwards. Um, and I'm just thinking that I really, really like this concept that, you know, there isn't a a pathway that you have to go through and must go through in a timely fashion that people can dip in and out of elements of the book and that's okay you know so again it's not adding and if it's all right to say another thing we have to do you know I've got to work through all these things on top of everything else that we have to do um is it all right then to give people a little taster (laughs) what kind of strategies and things do you talk about roughly so people can kind of get an idea of what is the stuff that we can be doing for ourselves and perhaps I was wondering whether it's also useful to maybe think about when people might need to seek out professional help so Amy you mentioned having counselling for example just that difference I don't know whether that's something you're comfortable talking about Amy um yeah I uh when I realized so when we're seeking out the um the professional help for the anxiety um yes it was because I just realized that, you know, I wasn't sleeping properly. I was feeling really anxious, especially at nighttime. Yeah. Um, I just felt like dreadful. So I was like, right, tomorrow I'm calling the doctors, called them straight away in the morning, got an appointment um, and went through, uh, you know, that the, the, the uh, thing used to get counseling and also yeah. um, to be put on some med- medication as well. Okay. Um, because I'd, I'd struggled with anxiety before and I wasn't able to get through it myself. So I wanted something to help me with that. It'd be a big um, step for some people as well. So I'm just imagining even people just listening now um, that may be thinking I need to take that first step, but it can be really hard, can't it? Just picking up the phone or logging on and even lurking yeah. and also just knowing where to start. So for you, you went to the GP because I always think the psychologist in me always wants to make sure that people are going to the right place and yeah. knowing where that right place is. So for you, you went by your GP, by the GP yeah. to kind of seek, seek that support. And is it all right to ask then, Emma, in terms of kind of what kind of strategies have you put in this book? <laughs> what are the things that, that people might be enticed towards reading it in terms of managing all of those different feelings that we've talked about? Yeah, so we we put, uh, I think, a lot of different strategies in there, hopefully. So again, a bit like Amy's saying, hopefully you can dip in and out and you can obviously yeah. identify yeah. with the strategies or try the ones that seem to work best for you. Um, and there's a combination in there, really. There's, there's, there's things about... Um, how to look after yourself in the in the sort of well-being way that we all know is important so things like how do we take care of ourselves in terms of trying to move a bit more do you exercise in some way how do we so with the idea being that finding the strategies that will help you feel stronger in yourself and feel well and um and uh boost your own mood and mental health so that you can then be able to to deal with the the challenges that you're that are coming your way because of 
your your solo parenting role um so looking at things like how are we eating well how are we um exercising um social side of things which i think is really important because i say loneliness can be huge and the way that your social life changes can be huge for people after becoming a single parent a single mother um and i know i mean amy might mention more about that there's there's options out there there's there's um uh, places like um frolo which is for um single parents to to find other single parents to to find those social connections um so there's all sorts of different ideas about how do we look after ourselves at that level um and then there's also a lot more therapy-based strategies which are around how do we as you mentioned earlier how do we be more compassionate to ourselves how do we help ourselves with that critical voice how do we tackle uh, the shame that we feel or um, the guilt that you might be feeling looking at how ways to identify the way that we're thinking and and help ourselves with our thoughts or let our thoughts go so there's ideas in there around mindfulness there's things around how to support ourselves with physical symptoms so things like breathing exercises um, and compassionate based uh, exercises that people can try so there's lots of different ideas in there we've kind of tried to jump back in as much as we could (laughs) so each chapter's got little um loads of different strategies at the end of each chapter to 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 try um and as amy said they're things that that we know we try ourselves and we know that hopefully we would support other people to and other people are going out and trying and to help make a difference and as I say, I think it's those two different areas. It's how do we look after ourselves at a well-being level, which is important for all of us, again, not just Absolutely. single parents, but for all of us. And how do we look after ourselves specifically with the types of emotions and thoughts and um, symptoms that we experience um, because of this journey? You know, and that's I think that's so, so important, isn't it? That sometimes people want kind of magic solutions to get rid of anxiety or get rid of depression. But I guess one of the lovely things about this book is it gives you a bit of that kind of space to learn about what it is how to recognize it that's a really important point you just made then how do I know what my thoughts are and how they're making me behave and feel and and what that might be doing to how I live my life you know value in it as well I'm really struck by the the compassion element as well that learning how how do we be kind to ourselves we're so good at beating ourselves up aren't we um it's really struck me actually that that there's a lot in this book I think that parents in general I think <laughs> could get a lot from if that's all right to say so coming off the back of the pandemic just thinking from my own situation that sometimes you might feel a bit guilty you're trying to manage your business be a parent that actually I think a lot of the elements in there would be really useful for a wider audience as, as well. Um, I am also super interested then. So the, the more kind of practical elements then, Amy, you mentioned, you know, making connections with other people who have that lived experience. Is that something you'd be able to tell us a little bit more about? And obviously I'll make sure that I put any links for this in the show notes as well for them. Um, so one of the, like, a main one that I worked with and we actually have done some work with, like I think we've yeah. written a blog and stuff for them. Um, we've done takeovers on their instagram but it's um frolo um so it's like a community app um for single wow, parents I've heard of that before. yeah it's really it's really good they do sort of um they do like event meetups um they have a chat section on their website uh, or their app i mean um so you can kind of connect with other parents in your area yeah. a bit like yeah. tinder but for single parents yeah <laughs> For meeting up and organising playdates and things like that. Um, I think they have actually launched a Frodo dating as well. So you can um, different the dating site. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't tried that. that. 
that it's yeah <laughs> I'm sure it's a fun thing to join <laughs> um well, but yeah well it's just knowing that people can get lots of different things from this This isn't just a a place to go for meeting people socially but it's about you know connecting as families yeah dating but um yeah Friday do like uh podcasts and events and things like that so um you know they're quite quite good ones to keep an eye out if you're a single parent because you know there might be some a subject that they're having a podcast on or um they've got an event near you uh definitely one to follow are they all over the uk are they do they provide events all over the uk rather yeah. than a particular locality yeah i think i mean i was just um just you know listening to to amy saying about all those things that that you know that that part of it is just so important for people and again it's something that we talk about in the book is about how um how to you know, find those social connections, those social supports, because that is so important. And and you may have to think about ways of doing that in a new way. Um, and Frodo are brilliant for that and for really bringing those connections together for people. And, you know, we talk about how trying to, say, find those those social links again, but also all the, the which, what, which is a challenge, but also a, a joy around how do people find new relationships? How do they explore dating? How do they navigate all that? Which, as I say, absolutely comes with its own challenges, whether it's yourself or your co-parent who is perhaps exploring a new relationship or, um, and just how do you manage all that for yourself and for the children? But it's, um, it, that's all part of the journey too that, that people have to experience. I like the fact because you've used that word a few times, you know, have to experience, feel the feelings, that kind of model of moving away from trying to ignore stuff, which feels really like that's the best option. But yeah. in terms of kind of, I don't want to say moving forward, that's, that doesn't do it justice. But in terms of having a value laden life, sometimes that includes I might have to feel some tricky stuff today in order to recognize what it is, to see how it might impact on how we behave, as we say. Um, one of the things I kind of really loved is that you, you know, you said, We hope you find this book a source of support, kindness, and useful advice. And I just think you've got everything. This isn't just practical, here's how to cope. But the kindness element, being kind to yourself is something that's really come out of this discussion today. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add, Amy, before we, because I want to make sure I've got all your links for people to hear just, you know, through the audio podcast now, but also we'll put them in the um, in the show notes as well. Is there anything else you wanted to add about the challenges or even just, how you know, writing this book, what it's done for you? Um, just... Uh... Basically, I want, I want people to realise that they're not alone yeah. Um, yeah. and that things will get better. Um, it may not seem it at times and you may want to, you know, punch a pillow or scream yeah. Yeah. or cry, um, but things do get better eventually. Um, yeah, that's, that's my main, the main reason for writing it is like, it may not feel like you're going to feel good again but you will <laughs> I promise yeah I'm wondering if that would make quite a good I always ask my guests at the end for an adversity takeaway one nugget that they would leave us and I'm wondering whether <laughs> that's something that would make a perfect <laughs> yeah. adversity takeaway is there anything for you Emma if I was to say to you you know what little snippet could you leave us what adversity takeaway from solar motherhood yeah well I think I absolutely agree with Amy that that sense that this will 
that you will get through this, that, that, that you, this will be okay. And I think when you're at the beginning of a solo parenting, solo motherhood journey, it doesn't feel like that. Um, and I know again, working with, with, with people going through this and, and my own personal experiences and of people I know in my own personal lives who go through this, that it's, you know, it can feel incredibly difficult and it can feel, you know, when some of these emotions are huge and you're right in the eye of the storm. I know we need Tara, you know, in psychology we often talk about this this metaphor of, of the weather and how it can feel like you can be right in the midst of the storm and um and it can be really difficult. And again we we talk about strategies about how to grind ourselves through that, how to anchor ourselves in the in the midst of that. But it is knowing that it will, you know, those that storm will pass. You will find a way through it. You will build your resilience and build your strengths and find a new way of what you like want your life to look like a new way of relationships a new way of um your family looking and um that there can be so much joy and wonderful yeah. things that can come out of this and actually you can really find a new way of being whether it's that you decide to go on and meet a new partner and have a new family or whether it's you and your your child or your children you can find a way that they can feel really meaningful and as you said be in touch with your values and everything else yeah. and that, to know that you you can and you will get there yeah. I'm just thinking how much that might resonate with people listening to this podcast so if people want to find the book let's start with that where can they get a hold of the book um so all the normal places like amazon um wh smiths yeah <laughs> everywhere i think all good bookshops <laughs> um you should be able to find it yeah and i'd just say i just to add on to what we were saying earlier that i think what you mentioned about self-compassion you know we hope to have a lot of that in the book and also we know how, you know we know how hard that is sometimes for people to put into practice but how important it is again in all areas but as a solo mother as a solo parent it's just so important to be kind to yourself because it's a tough journey so. yes yeah starting with yourself sometimes you know in order you know the, coming back to your kind of quote that being stronger and present for your child you need to be able to look after yourself and be compassionate to yourself in order to be able to do that as well. So where can we find more of you, Amy? Where do you hang out? <laughs> what links do we need to put in our show notes if um, people want to find out? And they will do want to find out more about you. I am on Instagram uh, and it's by.amyrose. Um, that's the main place I'm hanging out at the moment. <laughs> Is that where people can find you if they want to connect in terms of solo parenting? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, anywhere else is there a website or anything else that you have that you would like in the show notes no I'm not I'm not I'm just on Instagram at the moment and where can we find you Emma if people want to hear a little bit more about you find you um yeah so you can also find me on Instagram um at empower psychology um or my website the same name um so you can get in touch through either of those those routes so I'll make sure we've got all of those things in the show notes and a link to the book because I know for a lot of people that extra thing of going on the internet and clicking it's really important sometimes to have it in the show notes right there people can go in the basket <laughs> we go which is that aim it's what we want people need to read this book they need to recommend it to people as well thank you so much both of you for coming on today um I really appreciate it. and I've really looked forward to it there's some episodes that we plan you know get dates in advance and this is one of the ones I was really really looking forward to so thank you on this lovely sunny morning it feels really nice today doesn't it I, I like a little bit of sunshine that's always good for everyone so thank you so much both of you thank you 
Amy Rose. Thank you, Emma. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Adversity Psychologist podcast. It's so lovely to have you here. I'm Dr. Tara Quintrarillo and you can find me at drtara.co.uk. You'll see everything I'm up to, free resources, my media work and my new COVID recovery clinic as well. Remember to please rate and review my podcast. It really helps people to benefit from the narratives of overcoming adversity if they know where to find us. The Adversity Psychologist podcast, helping you step at a time.